Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to get green. Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser are in the house. All natural. No pesticides. No artificial ingredients. The Organic Gardeners. Is Radio 1020 KDKA. I got to tell you, with the warm weather and the rain, I know you want to get out there and you just want to plant something. Well, let's plant a few ideas maybe for the garden. If you've got some thoughts or you need help, they're here. The Organic Gardeners, TribLive.com is where you can also find them. Doug's going to be at the Washington County Home Show today. And then basically with a bunk, he'll be camping out at the uh, Duquesne Light Pittsburgh Home and Garden Show, which starts March 2nd. By the way, John DeSantis will be here tomorrow night with me to preview that. Doug is here. Jessica's here, ready to go to work for another edition of the Organic Gardeners the final one for the month of February 2018. Where has time gone? We'll take the 10th caller winning a gift certificate right now to Sorgles out in Wexford at 412-922-1020. So here they are, the star of the show. It is Doug and Jess from the Organic Gardeners. Good morning. I am Doug Oster from the Tribune Review and everybodygardens.com. And I'm horticulturist Jessica Walliser. I want to start off with my day in Millvale yesterday. Okay. And so I spoke at the library and I was very excited to be at the library. Uh, when I started learning about organic gardening the only information there was really was organic gardening magazine and the library it was pre-internet and so uh, always trying to help out our local libraries uh, but after the library gig went right next door to this little place called cousins it's pittsburgh magazine's uh best of the berg dive bar <laughs> it's like the best oh dive that's bar. your kind of joint oh, right there okay and so uh <laughs> The first time I went there, I visit my friend Tom Walker, who is the uh, Garlic King, Garlic of, King Millvale. of Millvale, yes. and I'm wearing the shoes I'm wearing now, my my yellow sloggers with chickens on there, and I'm like, well, can we go down there? And he's like, he looks at the shoes, he goes, I don't know if that's such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went down, we went down, and you know, they had the door, front door open, and there's lots of people in there, and uh, the bartender, uh, Katie Dem. Bowski comes down. She's like, oh, I'm so glad you're in here. I'm a big gardening fan and everything. So it ends up that we become friends. <laughs> and uh -huh. I get to put my shoes up on the bar and take a picture with him and that sort of thing. Well, I went there yesterday and Katie came to the speaking gig, which was so sweet. And, and we went back to Cousins and we're sitting there and the guy at the end of the bar says, is that him? Is, is that him? And this guy, Dan, his nickname's The Whale, uh, he tell, goes proceeds to tell me the story that he listens every week. He's our biggest fan. His wife won't get up. But he told me in such a way, I have to put it in a, a let's, how am I going to say this? Let's just say that Dan has his morning constitutional with us every every Sunday. So I just had, it was just so much fun. It was just so hilarious. We must get things moving along for Dan. I <laughs> That's think that exactly right. <laughs> then I went back to Tom's house and he pulled these giant beets out of the ground harvesting right now these uh, McGregor finest beets. And so I just had the greatest day. So I just had to talk about my little trip to Millvale. It was fun. That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, it's good to know we have so many listeners in Millvale and so many gardeners in Millvale. Uh, you know, I like to think there's communities all over Pittsburgh that have 
gardens in every backyard, but I know down in Millville, there's quite a few growers down there because you can see them when you drive by. Yeah, let's talk about everything coming up. Let me start with today. Okay. Uh, today I'll be at the Washington County Home Show at 2 o'clock. It's held at the Washington County Fairgrounds, and it's absolutely free. I'll be presenting a, a one-hour lecture on how to grow your best garden ever, how to get started now. It's absolutely free, and I've got lots of free seeds, too. That's today, and then the home show starts Friday. And so I'll be at the home show Friday, Saturday, and Sundays three times uh, a day. And then during the weekday, I'll be speaking twice. It's at this place called the Green Thumb Stage on the first floor down at the back. And I have lots of prizes for anybody that comes. Uh, you could win a trip to Falling Water where we go, and we actually can take pictures inside the house, which they usually don't let you. And we'll have lunch with the horticulturalist, Ann Tellerak. Also, you could win me which is the greatest prize ever. I'll come to your garden. I'm one of the prizes for three people. And then anyone who comes gets a free packet of chocolate stripes tomato seeds. Oh, fun. Yes, I love chocolate stripes. And you can actually come to the show for free if you come see me speak. And so if you can connect with me via email or Facebook or some other way, find me online. My email is uh, doster at tribweb.com. So, yes, today, Washington County, Friday, the Duquesne Light uh, Home Show. I'm looking forward to it. And then you've got one coming up next Saturday, I right? I do. You better invest in a big gallon size of hand sanitizer, shaking all those hands at the home yeah. show with the yes, flu yes, the way yes, it is. Yes, I know. I'm, 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 I'm going to try. I think, I think uh, since your wife's not here to say it, I'll say it. Uh, hopefully no one will be offended should you fist bump them instead of shake their hands at the home show. Uh, because, people told me I, sh I should yeah. say that I'm sick, and then I just give them the elbow bump. Yeah, there you go, the elbow bump. So, I like so that. you're thinking, yeah. like, I'm not going to exactly, get you sick. Exactly, But listen, Saturday, uh, which is this coming Saturday, hard to believe it's going to be March 3rd on Saturday, but it is. Uh, I'm going to be giving a talk at Fern Hollow Nature Center, which is in Swickley, and I'm going to be helping you transition your garden to organic care. So if you've ever wanted to have a, a better lawn, a better flower bed, better vegetables without re relying on any chemical fertilizers or um, pesticides at all, I'm your girl. I'm happy to help you. It's going to be at 10 a.m. on Saturday, and uh, you have to register for that event, and you can do so at qvcog.com. Dot org or by calling them at 412-766-7458. That's 412-766-7458, and I hope to see you on Saturday. All right, uh, congratulations, Doris from Cheswick. Real quick, Dollar Bank and Snacks says before we go to the break, too early to start pruning roses and hydrangeas. Oh, yes, it's much too early, much well, too early. Well, you know, when we come back from the break, too, we need to talk a little bit about Again, what not to do right now? It's, yeah. it's, it's so uh, tempting. Oh, it's so tempting with the the weather to to get out there and do things. And boy, this this rain also is not conducive, certainly to to turning the soil over. But uh, my winter sowed radishes are up. All right, we'll be right back. Good morning. <laughs> Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020 KDK. All right, you got some uh, pruning questions. Jess and Doug say, eh, a little too early for that, but with the weather being as warm as it is, we can understand why people are getting a little antsy out there. But this is a chance for you to really call in and ask all of your gardening questions. All of our lines are open, so early bird gets the worm. Get on the line. Give us a call, 866-391-1020. So what do you talk about when you go out to the Washington County Fairgrounds today to the beautiful, beautiful Washington County Well, you know, we're, we're certainly going to talk about getting started, but... In a month, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and the first topic that that I want to discuss is is the soil is just 
you cannot turn the soil over, mm -hmm. and, and it's a broken record. We talk about this every year. You know, it's just too wet. It might be warm enough, but it's just you're going to destroy the soil structure by trying to get in there and, and dig under these yeah, conditions. certainly too early to mulch. I saw a mulch truck go down the road the other day, and not like a big one that was like delivering to a a, a giant, you know, wholesaler, but like one going to somebody's house. I mean, that is the, a big mistake because if you put mulch down right now with the ground as wet as it is, it's going to stay this wet for many, many, many months. It's way too early to do that kind of stuff. The, the Dollar Bank Instant Access we had before the break, in addition to asking about pruning roses, they also asked about pruning hydrangea. And the, the answer to that is there's never a good time to prune hydrangea. Uh, if you prune off what you think are brown dead sticks, you depending on the type of hydrangea you have, you very well be, could be cutting off your flowers for this year. So at most, you can cut off the spent flowers from last year, uh, but that is the, the most pruning that you should do on almost every type of hydrangea unless you really specifically know which variety it is that you're growing. Sit back and enjoy the spring bulbs as they come up. That's what we can do right now. Right. Too early to get going. <laughs> Relax and enjoy the, the your time away from the garden. But I think we have a couple of calls. Yep, ready Great. to go. Let's say hi to well, this girl. Whoever put, they put in her coffee, she's, she's like, ready to go. It's decaf. Jeez. It's decaf. But I'm like, she's got oh. me like shaking over here. It's, it, it's decaf, but there's, you know, it's a mocha, so there's sugary chocolate, which is good. She's got to get it all in, folks, That's in one right. hour. So let's go. <laughs> Anne in Baldwin. Anne, good morning. Welcome to KDK Radio. Good morning. Uh, I have a, uh, some uh, lavender plants in the front, and they, they're fairly large, but I forgot to prune them down last fall. Now, they're big, and I have tulips coming up in between them. Can I trim them now? Can I cut them down now? Too early to do that. I actually prefer to trim my lavender in the spring as opposed to the fall. Uh, and I usually do that right before active growth starts happening. So usually around uh, mid to late March is when I do that pruning. Uh, I also usually tell people to prune your lavender on a yearly basis. So do it a little bit every year so that it doesn't get so giant and overgrown and real woody, uh, which tends to happen with them. Uh, but I, So I would hold off a little bit, even if that means you have to carefully get in there once those tulips are up or even wait until after the tulips are, are done blooming to get in what, there. One advantage of that would be that the lavender would kind of cover the receding tulip foliage, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of hide it. People, you know, the, the fun part of tulips is the flowers. The bad part is the the foliage. You know yeah. my technique. Yeah, just look the other look direction. look the other way, right. right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I'll wait. Thank you. All Thanks, right. Ian. Let's go to Ford City and say good morning to Paul. Paul, welcome to KDK Radio and the Organic Gardeners. How are you? Good. How are you? We're doing great. What's on your mind? Uh, my garden has been plagued with vine borers, which are destroying only my zucchini plants. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, uh, pesticides and... Uh, I've moved the zucchini plants to different locations on my property, and I just can't seem to yep. uh, get rid of these. I was wondering if you had any suggestions. Yeah, we hear you. I hear you. Trust me. <laughs> and, Nothing and the, worse than squash vine borers. Right. And uh, the squash vine borers are specific to members of the squash family, and zucchini are among the most uh, susceptible to them. It is they're they're interesting. The adults are a really beautiful um, red and black 
clear wing moth, but they look a lot like a wasp, but they're actually a moth. And they lay, the females lay the egg at the base, usually at the very base of the stem of that plant. So that's the most vulnerable point. So as a gardener, your job is to protect that vulnerable point. So what I do with all of my zucchini, and this is super easy, and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't do this before. But at the base of the stem, when the plant has about four true leaves on it, so it's starting to look like an actual zucchini plant, you want to take a strip of aluminum foil uh, or even a strip of cotton fabric you can do and, and wrap it around the base of that plant so that that stem is covered and protected. And what that does is that prevents the female vine borer from laying an egg on the base of the plant. Now, as that plant grows, you're going to have to go out every you know week or two and adjust that strip of aluminum foil or, or strip of cotton fabric so that it doesn't restrict the growth of that stem. Are you tucking it like down into the ground uh, a little bit? Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. You have to tuck it down maybe a half an inch into the ground. So pull your mulch or the soil away from the base of the plant, get that fabric or uh, aluminum foil down into the soil a little bit and then move that soil back on. And it is is a great way to protect from those vine borers. Anything else? What, what happens though if we do get squash vine borers in there? Yeah, if you do get it and you see, you know, you look at the base of the plant and you should do regular inspections and you see what looks like a little bit of sawdust at the base of the plant or you see a hole in the stem, that's a sign that a vine borer has made its way through. And you can actually take a razor blade or a really sharp knife and make a vertical cut right where you see that hole and you can, through the stem of the plant, and you can actually sort of peel it open and find the squash vine borer in there and then you can use a little toothpick to kill it or the tip of your knife to get it out of there and then uh, you can just mound soil over that cut or just let it go and it will callus over and heal by itself so um, the other thing I do is I secession plant zucchini I don't plant all my zucchini on one day and I know you do that too Doug. Yeah that's that for me almost everything now that I'm planting I am saving room to plant later. Paul are you growing anything special there for your zucchini Uh, or you just come and get seeds or plants how do you start them? Well, I uh, usually start them from seeds. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the zucchini flower. Okay, I mean, I, I like the zucchini, but, I, you know, I also use the zucchini flower. It's mm-hmm. an Italian dish that... Uh, tell me more. Recipe has been I, 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 tell me more. How do you make the zucchini flowers? That sounds good. Well, you, 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 you have to pick the male flower, okay? Um, and uh, you remove the... Uh, because the female, of course, at the base of the female flower, you'll have the fruit growing. So Mm -hmm. you pick the male flower, and then inside is the pestle, and you remove that. And then you take the flowers, wash them off, and then you dip them in a batter. And the batter, uh, I believe there's an egg. I don't have the recipe on top of my head. There's an egg, uh, flour, a little bit of baking soda, some salt and pepper, and you dip them in the batter, and then you deep fry them. Nice. Oh. I'll, I'll be over at 6, yeah, uh, around like about July 8th or uh, something I like hope, that. I hope that information uh, helps you for for those zucchini, uh, because, boy, this flower sounds awesome. I wonder if he's eating the zucchinis, too. 866-391-1020, Dollar Bank Instant Access, kdkradio.com. This is the Organic Gardeners. We've got telephone lines available and coming up next hour, we're going to be talking about your favorite cheese recipes with Joe and Frank Dentisi, Coons Cooking Hour, then Belinda Schlagenhop, Ray Ballantyne, Marianne Siebert, Jim Meredith off today, Heffron Tillotson, Your Money and You. Then we wrap it up 
with the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday Show. So still a lot to come for your Sunday morning. Stay with us at KDKA Radio. Good morning. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020 KDKA. All right, Joe and Frank Dentisi en route to KDK Radio for the Coons Cooking Hour next hour. But right now, we're talking to Doug and Jess, the Organic Gardeners. Doug going to be out there in Washington County at the fairgrounds at the uh, home show later today. And, of course, he'll be a big part pretty much on a regular basis uh, throughout the entire March 2nd through the 11th run. John DeSantis, Duquesne Light, Pittsburgh Home and Garden Show. John DeSantis tomorrow night on my program at 9.30, previewing this year's event. All right, we've got some dollar bank instant access messages, some text messages. We've got some phone calls. We'll get to them all in a moment. But right now, the 10th caller wins a $25 gift certificate from the good folks at Janoski's in Clinton, 412-922-1020. Okay, guys, let's get to some dollar bank instant access messages. I'd like to move a long-established rose from... uh, where it is currently. Can I do this and how can it be done? And if so, uh, tell me a little bit more. That's the first thing I think. Oh, about. how big it is? Yeah, yeah. If it's a huge, that's going to be quite a challenge. If it's yeah. a little thing, you know, in April, mid-April, you could you could move it. But again, it depends how big it is and how long it's been there. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the one thing about pruning roses is, or about uh, moving roses, you do it typically at the same time when you would cut them back. So you said early, you know, moving it in April. So do your pruning back, and then that's the time when you want to, you know, move them. So any time really, depending on the weather from mid to end of March through the end of April is a fine time to do that. Um, you can dig it out, try to get as many of the roots as possible. But yeah, you're right, Doug. I mean, if it's a big established climbing rose or something like that, oh, man. it's not yeah. going to like it very much when yeah. you move it. You know, but a lot of people don't have choices. You know, they have a, an attachment to a rose and they're moving to a new place or they're having them construction, some construction done. So if you got to do it, you got to do it. But, you know, be prepared that things might not go as well as you'd hoped. Time to trim butterfly bushes and how far? Uh, usually at the end, mid to end of March, again, uh, we are still several weeks too early to do those types of things. With butterfly bushes, they are what's considered a woody perennial, and they can be cut back very hard. The biggest mistake people make with them is they don't cut them back far enough. So It's hard. It is. It's emotionally trying. Right. It's just like you see this big plant, and you're like, I'm going to really cut that all the way down to 18 inches, and but you, you got to do it. Yep. Yep, because otherwise it just gets spindly and leggy and, and flops over and yeah. Doesn't so. bloom as well. Yep. Yep. Eighteen inches. That's a perfect level. All right, too early to cut back the dead growth black eyed Susans. I think so, yes. Yeah, you know, that's another thing I've been talking about too, is is leaving that stuff up. Since you told me to leave all that stuff up with all the uh hollow stems for native bees and pollinators and all the good bugs. That's the thing that I'm telling people, don't don't cut it back yet, you know. Uh, but again, unless it drives you absolutely crazy. Even then, don't cut it back. Well, if it don't, you're, 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 <laughs> your Listen, garden... Listen, I as a horticulturist can leave it stand. Your garden... You can leave it stand, Yeah, too. but your garden is for you. Oh, my if, if, gosh. You know, yeah. yeah. No, it's for all the creatures that share it with you as well. Deer and rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Speaks the non-gardener in the house. <laughs> if you had black-eyed Susans and you, it was just driving you crazy, no. yes, yes. It's a black-eyed yeah. Susan. I'm just going to add. It's a pretty little flower. Yeah, okay. but if, you, if, you, if you're looking at your garden and you ha- hate it, your garden's for you. But you have to start gardening for somebody else. We all do. We all have to start thinking 
about creatures other than ourselves because w- nobody else is. So we gardeners have to be the ones to take I'm, the I'm major leaving, role. I'm leaving it up in my garden. In helping with those beneficial Now, if insects. I would go to Janoski's for the St. Patrick's Day buffet, is that a form of gardening? He doesn't you think? like confrontation. This this <laughs> the man who takes calls from angry yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Until all day long. He, come big, on. he doesn't want to hear it at the, he the, at the garden show. He doesn't want to hear it at the garden because we are supposed to be his peacefulness of the week. This is his Zen hour, and we're screwing well, that up. Well, let's face it; it's an argument about black-eyed Susans. I mean, <laughs> come on, it's not, it's not that. No, it's a bigger <laughs> argument than that because it's an argument really about our role as gardeners in helping and supporting nature because we have a huge important role to play. So why? Shouldn't we wait until, you know, late March, early April to cut back the gardens? I don't cut back any of my perennials or ornamental grasses in my garden until the temperatures are consistently in the 50s, which is not now. We're having this week of great weather, but it's not going to stick around. So that's the time when all those insects are coming out of their version of hibernation. And once that happens, then it's okay to go ahead and clean out the garden. Look at it this way. You know, you. Uh, by the way, Janice won the gift certificate from Green Tree. Be able to go to Janice. He's going to get that $25 gift gift certificate, and I hope to be there grazing for the St. Patrick's Day Buffet. And if St. Patrick wouldn't have liked potatoes, where would they have been in his garden? So you just got to put it all in proper perspective. Let's go to Ted in Butler. Ted, welcome to KDKA Radio. Good morning. Hey, thank you. Um, I have a question about my asparagus bed. I've had this bed in for about 35 years now, Ooh. and the uh, wow. the spears are, are not large like they used to be and there's fewer of them there's a lot of growth in the bed but uh, the spears just i just don't get as much so i'm thinking about completely redoing it just starting over and uh it's a rather rather dramatic uh step but uh, i just wanted to get your thoughts on that what do you think about how tell me about the harvesting i, I guess that's the first thing i want to hear about are you well, are you leaving are you leaving some bigger shoots in there when you're harvesting? Uh, no, I um, I clean cut from about mid-April to about April 15th, 20th, when they start to come up through. Uh, we usually pick to the middle of June and then just let everything go. Mm-hmm. Um, 35 years is a long time for any plant to be in one place, especially something that is producing as asparagus does. And asparagus, I mean, you will have some crops that will continue for, you know, 60, 70 years in the same place with, you know, no issues like this. But for me, the fact that those spears are, you know, if they're thinner than a pencil and you're having that consistently over maybe a period of two or three years where you know it's just not an anomaly of of a weird random year, if it's happening on a regular basis, I do think it's time. I don't think you have to completely start a whole new asparagus patch, but I certainly think maybe the one that you have needs to be thinned. I think it might be crowding out a little bit. And what about fertilized? Yeah. Are you doing any fertilization, Ted? Yeah, I use um, manure. Okay, good. Usually chicken manure or something like that, or compost from my compost pile. Okay. And uh, you know what? Maybe half and half. You know, do it's a a 100-square-foot bed. And maybe do 50 square feet one year and then 50 square feet the next year. Yeah. The location is perfect. I can right. completely move the bed. Okay. So I have, I'm a raised bed gardener. Okay. Uh, but boy, the location is just perfect. Yeah. I mean, I would do that. Yeah. I would thin it out a little bit. Um, you know, you can do that some with a digging fork. I mean, it's oh. going to be a lot of work with plants that old, but I think it's going to pay off for you over time. 
When you say thin it out, you mean dig them out? Yeah, I do. I mean dig them out, and you don't have to dig them all out and separate them, but go in through there and take clumps of them out, and you can start a new bed with those clumps. But what that's going to do, mm-hmm. it's going to give the ones that are remaining a little bit more room. It's They're not going to be so uh, competing with each other so much for light and nutrients and uh, you know see. things in the soil. So. I think that that probably sounds like it's in order. But again, I wouldn't do it if it was just one year of really thin spears. But if you're having it consistently, then I would say, yeah, that that's probably the issue. And when would you do it? After uh, the pick? Uh, uh, that is a very good mm, that question. That is a great question. <laughs> uh, yeah, because if you dig in yeah, there yeah. before you do the harvesting, you could be breaking things off. So, yeah, I would say after the pick, but leave those ferns. You know, make sure you try to leave those ferns intact because they're going to provide the nutrition for new root establishment. Yeah, because um, you know you plant it, you plant a new asparagus bed in the spring. Right, and, right. Uh, so, and that, one more question about the asparagus beetle: What's a good organic uh, solution to that? Spiders. <laughs> I go out, yeah, I go out at night and I see the spiders up in my asparagus. Well, I, I used to, hang, I know that's a huge bet. I used to hang, hang, hand pick the larvae off. Did you really? Yeah. I usually just go, when the larvae are active, I go out with a broom. Um, and I just, every day, I just happen to have a broom in the garden. When I'm out in the garden, I just sweep off the plants a little bit and knock those larvae to the ground because they can't climb back up on the plants. And then, you know, the big-eyed bugs and the spiders and all the beneficial insects that live on the ground will eat them. So that definitely goes a long way uh, towards controlling them. Uh, there are some uh, organic products, namely ones that are based on uh, spinosad, which is the active ingredient. There's a couple different brands, but you want to look for that active ingredient spinosad, which is an organic um, pesticide that works on all chewing insects, including the asparagus beetle. Easiest so, one to find is Captain Jack's dead bug brew. Yep, that's a spinos- one brand of spinosad. All right, we'll take all a right. short break. We're coming right back. Good morning. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020 KDKA. All right, uh, it is time for us to get right back to the phones. KDK Radio, Doug and Jess, and the KDK Radio program known as the Organic Gardeners. Yes, this is Rose in Regent Square on KDK Radio. Good morning, Rose. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, I have two questions. First, it was my birthday, and I got a beautiful arrangement of of flowers, um, hyacinth mm-hmm. and uh, tulips, and they're gorgeous, but in a week, they're going to look really bad. Can, but what, can I then plant those in the garden outside? Oh, so it was a potted, uh, a potted, a potted yes, bulb bowl then. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, when they're forced to bloom out of season like that, uh, the florists uh-huh. and greenhouses, uh, you know, uh, expose those planted bulbs to certain conditions, temperatures, humidity, in order to force them to bloom out of season. And that takes an awful lot of energy to make that happen on the part of the bulb. And so a lot of times when people do plant those bulbs out into the garden, they don't ever bloom again. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't try, uh, but also don't set your expectations too high. But you certainly can plant them in the garden, but there's a good chance they're never going to bloom again. 
And do you do it right now, or do I wait until... You definitely want to wait. Yeah, you okay. definitely want to wait. You can just, when the, when the flowers are done blooming, if you have a garage or someplace yeah. sort of where you can put them aside and ignore them, uh, that's what I would recommend that you do. And you okay. can even just leave them there all summer long and then plant them in the fall. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you can. The bulbs, you know, the the tops will all die back and the bulbs will just sort of sit dormant in the pot for the summer mm-hmm. and then you can plant them in the fall. Or as soon as the weather warms up and the ground dries out a little bit, you can go ahead and put those bulbs out into the garden somewhere. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. And happy Thank birthday. Thank you very much. 29 again. I hope it was a good one. Today, Washington County Fairgrounds, be there. That's right. I'll be at the Washington County Fairgrounds at the Washington County Home Show, 2 o'clock. It's absolutely free. I'm talking about how to grow your best garden ever, and I've got lots of free seeds to give you, too. Come on out. We're going to have a lot of fun. So tell me about the Duquesne Light Pittsburgh Home and Garden Show. That's my Super Bowl. (laughs) I'll be there uh, appearing three times a day on Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and then twice during the weekdays. You can come see me giving away lots of cool stuff, a trip to Falling Water. I'm giving away myself. Again, and anybody who comes to see me uh, at the Green Thumb stage, you get a packet of chocolate striped tomato seeds. It's a cool one. I think, Justin, I give that to you a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. chocolate stripes. Yep, it was yummy. And you get to come to the show for free if you want to come uh, see me speak, but you have to come see me speak to get in for free. And to do that, you can reach me uh, via Facebook or, or at my email, which is uh, doster at tribweb.com. That's a great venue, and that's a great event. I really yeah, it's to huge. It. It's it's huge, and I like that. There's more and more gardening stuff in there, and uh, I I I love it because I it's the same time next same time next same time next year. So it's I see the same people once a year. It's pretty cool. And John DeSantis does a great job. Oh man, it's phenomenal. It is, and they got the TCA, the Toy Train Collectors Association there. If you're into model railroading, all I mean everything. Bidwell Training Center has a amazing display every year, uh, an indoor garden there, which is just, uh, I, I just, I, I, I think what Gary Baranowski does with the Bidwell Training Center, where you can go for six months to this intensive uh, horticulture program for free if you qualify is pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. All right, listen, we got a couple of minutes, so what do you say we get this break out of the way, then we'll come back and wrap up the show. So stay with us. We'll come back and wrap up this week's edition of the KDK Radio Organic Gardens with Doug and Jess in just a couple of moments. News Radio 1020, KDK. Good morning. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020 KDKA. I would love to see you on Saturday, this coming Saturday, March 3rd at 10 a.m. I will be at the Fern Hollow Nature Center in Swickley talking about how to transition your garden to more organic care. Uh, love to have you there. We're going to offer you lots of tips on organic maintenance of your garden, and you can register for that program at qvcog.org or by calling them at 412-766-7458. That's 412-766-7458. This is the time of the year when I am watching my spring bulbs start. I actually had snow crocus beat snowdrops this year. Really? And, you know, I have a snow crocus that I inherited at this property that I can't duplicate from talking to bulb experts and and places I'm ordering bulbs from trying to order the earliest snow crocus I can find. Mm-hmm. Nothing compares to this one, which bloomed after just really a day and a half of a thaw. Wow. And I just... I. Wish I could find more of the same exact thing because... What, is it purple or... Yep, it's kind of a, a, a sky blue, 
orange anther type thing. Beautiful, mm. little, really tiny. Uh, but I can't, you know, I've talked to our friend uh, Brent Heath from Brent and Becky's Bulbs, and he said, well, try this one, try that one. But they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're coming up, but they're not like this one. Seriously, you know, last week, just after, you know, there was <laughs> right. lots of cold and snow, and then boom, it's up and blooming. But I did see some snowdrops out there the other day. Did you talk to the folks at Old House Gardens yet? Oh, I should, and actually. the heirloom bulbs, they might know something yeah. about it. Remember, the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden. And a safer place to live. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.